earlier than usual. Andrew Dembina is here with his weekly roundup of local and global food and drinks news. And here he is. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon, Sadia. And it's all international from me ooh, today. Oh, OK. Yeah. Cool. And we've got okay, some good I'll photographs, I'll too, on Facebook as well. So people can have a look at the Facebook page as well. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I've taken occasionally for writing you, Sadia, some uh, some captions, but uh, but it, it often gets too busy to do that. So, uh, That's so they right. they have to kind of speak for themselves a bit, and okay. we'll talk. We can talk through them. Yep. Um, but uh, the first the first one is to do with a Russian opened rebranded McDonald's restaurant chain, which <laughs> yes. happened at the weekend. I heard about that. Yes. Ah, yes. Well. It uh, as a, as, a, as a, a Reuters news agency report uh, said after there were massive queues on Sunday, and I've sent uh, Sadi, I've sent mm. you one picture of the, of the big queues there of over a hundred uh, people wow, yeah. in one particular outlet, and there were similar scenes uh, which I didn't bother repeating across um, Moscow and other cities, main cities in Russia, and um, the food itself uh, might look and smell the same as mcdonald's but it's now called and excuse my pronunciation anyone who is is conversant in russian uh vuxuno toshka so (laughs) vuxuno toshka um the golden arches have been replaced by new branding by this company um, which i won't repeat for a third time and the they've also changed the names of some of the dishes Uh so what was some of the popular dishes let's say like a Big Mac is not in the menu, and there's not actually an equivalent of that one either. There's something a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And the what was called a fillet o fish by McDonald's. Don't want to plug these guys too much, but <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty sort of standard items for the last decade. Um, it's now simply a fish burger, and there's some little cosmetic, well not cosmetic, but really sort of kitchen changes. Um, the name itself. Um, that I've mentioned twice now, so I won't do it again, mm-hmm. is uh, it translates as meaning tasty and that's it in English. <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> so straight to the no point messing. with the branding. No yeah, messing. Right. All right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the unveiling of the doors that uh, rebranded at the weekend uh, comes after more than three decades of the American burger chain first opening in, of course, the capital of Moscow. And the reopenings co- coincided with a weekend and uh, holiday Monday celebration of the country's national day. Mm. So um, the it, it was um, when McDonald's um, uh, decided to pull out of uh, Russia, as a lot of other foreign companies have following the war with Ukraine. Uh, it ex- it exited, exited over that and it sold on all of its restaurants mm-hmm. and the um, like like a lot of other foreign-owned businesses who have also decided to pack up and leave russia um since the military stuff's been going on the mcdonald's did um sell at below market price so people who are in business in in russia entrepreneurs or groups of people who finance different companies uh, have good pickings at the moment, and McDonald's was one of these. Mm. Uh, although the government said after the sale of McDonald's that they, um, <clears throat> they, they expected that the company would legally be able to buy back the 
um, the chain of restaurants within 15 years. There's something about the legal contract that allows that to happen. Okay. However, the new owner um, said that he has uh, heard from the company that uh, that they won't be interested in doing this. That was uh, that, that was uh, a separate report that came through um, the state media in Russia itself. Mm. So the um, uh, the buyer said. Uh, the, the, the spokesman for the buyer of the company said that uh, they paid a symbolic figure that was uh, far lower than expected yeah, price uh, for it. Mm. And uh, yeah, the uh, the the Russian uh, media has been uh, has been pretty pleased that everything has opened again. As as I say, or we mentioned at the beginning of this little uh, segment, uh, the queues have kind of spoken for themselves. There were people interviewed on the ground about how it tasted. Mm-hmm. Sergey, a 15-year-old customer <laughs> interviewed by uh, Reuters, said that he t- saw and tasted little difference. Okay. Uh, but it tasted the same, he said, as he tucked into his chicken burger and fries. Okay. The cola is different, though, he noticed. Oh, right. And uh, but there's no change to the burger. There we go. If you wanted to know about the subtle differences, well, if, there, I, if I'm in Russia, I will know that there is a Tosk, whatever it's called. <laughs> I won't mention yeah. the name again. Yeah, it is yeah. similar to McDonald's, although I probably yeah, won't even no, go. There. I won't go there here. Don't either. look out for the uh, yeah for the, the yellow. yellow M or the golden yep. arches, as they call it. Look out for two stripes of orange and a red circle. Yes, that'll I can be, see that. In the that'll picture. be your target. Okay, for cool. a burger when you're there. I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. Okay. Moving some else then to australia we go mm-hmm. and it's a tale of robot waiting mm. staff which was uh, in the news over the last few days a canberra the capital of australia cafe uses robot technology now to deliver food and drinks to tables and the owner of a cafe his name is sam uh Vecchi, mm-hmm. uh welcomed uh the autonomous robot waiter to his team after months of not being able to get new staff so in the centre of, of, of Australia, where things are have been thriving in the country, back to the FNB scene is just back to normal, basically. Um, so it's, it is a bit of a surprise that uh, staff has been on the ground. The, the robot itself cost him a pretty penny, though. It was 180, the equivalent of 180,000 Hong Kong dollars. Oh, gosh. Dollars. Wow. Yeah. He rented a trial... Uh, robots of the same thing. I've sent you a picture of this. Yes. It's a bit dark, but it's the only image yeah, that so I, I can see get. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it, it's not when we're talking about a robot here, though, Sardar. It's not what people may think. But don't you agree? It just seems the, uh, like um, a, a little thing that's going to move around with kind of lots of little shelves for trays and things exactly. like that. And exactly. that's it. It does. It looks like a, no a multi-tiered sort of shelving on wheels. Yes. It? Yes. Yeah which I suppose can be guided. But who's guiding it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you replace a waiter with a robot on wheels with trays that... With somebody with a remote control. <laughs> exactly. That, that person's a staffer, isn't it? Yeah, and then, exactly. unless, unless there's some kind of sensor system worked out. So it didn't kind of break it down, but it's just mm. got me wondering now. Mm. The owner, however, said it was well worth the investment of that 180 grand. <laughs> I, I, well, you would I say that when, now. You know, when, when he will kind of break even, let alone <laughs> turn a profit on having other staff. Um, it's, it's worth that cost, he said, for the customer prospects because they can get faster service and you can just use your staff to focus on customer service rather than um, clearing tables. Mm. Mm, I don't know if that makes sense, to be honest. Mm. Um, and um, he said that uh, he really didn't want to do this, but it was, as I mentioned earlier, because he couldn't get other staff in. And it, it serves as a good marketing point to have, to have actually drawn in the customer's 
to see this uh, fun and entertaining robot going around the table. Not for the food. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it takes it takes the critical eye and taste buds off the, off what is serving. Yeah, you know, yeah, good, good, a good diversion. So the the company that that he bought it from uh, is called Quantum Robotics in Australia, and the um, the what, a spokesperson from that said that. He doesn't want to be producing, or they don't want to be producing robots in the service industry to replace humans, but they think, as the owner said, that it can enhance some kind of quality to an establishment in retail or in food and beverage that can add something to the customer experience. Well, interesting. What do you what do you think on that? Well, I'm not sure about it because initially I thought it was about, you know, delivering the food mm. to, to the tables, but obviously it's about putting your tray or your plates onto these things. So, in a way, you oh, know, perfect. I don't know how many people would want to do that. They, you know, mm. they have to actually uh, the customer has to do it. So, so I would mm. um wonder whether that's really going to work against a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, that's true. I mean, you'd hope it would have very good you know, well working breaks and so on, but you don't kind of half spill your coffee as you're taking it off there or yeah. like that or that it just moves when you're about to put it back on the tray. Yeah. Um, the the Australian Council of Trade Unions commented on this particular instance of a robot going into a cafe. Uh, someone told the ABC News of Australia this from that council. It's critical that working people be at the centre of how automation is rolled out through workplaces and industries to ensure that it creates a safer mm. workplace and strengthens the rights, wages and conditions of working people rather than undermining them. So putting still workers need them. at the centre. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, putting putting workers at the centre of uh, of increasing technological advancement can help us create large scale employment opportunities. It, it goes on like that, basically mm. saying, you know, we've got to we've got to be careful of workers' rights, though, mm. which uh, which makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I was talking to Noreen about a uh, a restaurant in mainland China mm -hmm. that was interesting about a year ago that had behind glass uh, a robot. Uh, it, it wasn't. It did, I mean, like the one that we have pictured on your Facebook page, it doesn't look as as, as you'd imagine it, but it did have something that replicated a human arm that could do things like blend ingredients oh, right. and take yeah and take things off um off baking trays and so on and it became a um a kind of a a hit with customers as well because it was behind glass it was a bit of a showpiece but mm -hmm. it did also put, put people out of uh, out of jobs because there were some figures where it had replaced people that would have been doing this either behind glass or behind more sort of, you know, privacy of bricks mm, or mm. tiles or whatever. So that's, uh, that's, that's just something in the air. I'm surprised that Hong Kong, I mean, no, not at the moment with the last few years that we've had of, of restaurants being closed and so on, but um, perhaps when things get back on a normal course properly, um, we might see that sort of thing here. I do, you know, you think about some of the high-tech aspects or elements of interior design and quirkiness that are in some Hong Kong cafes, restaurants, yeah, and bars. Yeah. I could I, I could see something like that happening here. But there have been reports on it also in Korea and Singapore over the last year or so. I think it's so, been testing um, grounds. Yeah, they're just Come kind on. of um, testing these things. Obviously, they've got the robot, the little coffee robots in um, uh, in K11. You know, the new K11, the art art 
house. Yeah, like, small. At the bottom, there's they've got a coffee place, and these robots oh. are kind of dancing to music. They're all pinned down, obviously, and then they make your coffee and they put it. Oh. They've got arms, but sometimes when I've gone there, they're kind of broken down. <laughs> they can't do much, but generally, you know, they work and they dance to the music and they make your coffee in front of you. So oh. there's two of them, and they'd almost do a, like a dance together. So that's in oh. K11. So that seems to be working, and that always seems to attract a good crowd to have a I'd look. I'd like to see know. that. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just out of curiosity, really. I, I did. I was there uh, a few weeks ago, and there is a very good French crepery there, mm. which, mm. Uh, which is. Uh, but I, but it, I, that must have diverted my attention from the <laughs> dancing and coffee making robots. <laughs> okay. Shame. I'd like to see them. Worth I'll seeing it though. There. Good music. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good dance moves? Yes, absolutely, actually. Yeah. Very smooth, right. and I'm quite impressed, good, good. so that's not bad. Right. <laughs> okay, so moving out of Canberra next, um, to Thailand we go, and Thailand becomes the first Asian nation to largely legalise marijuana oh. in its food and beverage oh. industry oh. use. That's and what it that's, is. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on in that last picture I yeah. sent you, Sadia. Yeah. And you wouldn't guess at first because it looks like uh, a nicely... Tempura. Uh, <laughs> exactly, it is. It's, it's light, it's the light, semi-transparent batter of tempura. And I've seen this with uh, in, in, in Japanese restaurants with shiso leaf, which is like, it tastes like basil, but it's a much larger mm-hmm. leaf that's Japanese. Uh, but in fact, these are marijuana leaves. Oh. And the... The, well, the reason that, uh, that it made the news uh, over the last few days is that Thailand has made it legal to cultivate and possess uh, and to use in foodstuffs marijuana mm-hmm. uh, in a much wider way because it already had made some loose restrictions in 2021, but it got much wider from last Thursday. And so that means that there's a relaxation on almost every kind of uh, law uh, but but specific to our segment on Tuesday, we're more interested in the food and drink mm, segment. Mm, mm. Um, the health public health minister uh, has been behind saying that they uh, they they, they realise that some people in other countries around the world have been using and legalising it for um, for medicinal purposes, but they think that having this plan to allow it in cafes and restaurants more broadly is going to be a, a way of making people uh, have it in a more bingy, uh, binging kind of way uh, as a recreational drug. Mm. So the decision by the Food and Drug Administration um, was to remove uh, the category of narcotic drugs from uh, marijuana. Big, big move, actually. Mm. Um, it's... It's, uh, it's very different to the way it's happened in other places that it, that it, that it was that it mentioned in uh, in government comments like Canada and America, American states and so on. So it, um, the picture that I sent to you is the tempura, um, <laughs> a, a tempura of marijuana leaf yes. with um, yeah with a with a with a soft drink which is passion fruit and cannabis uh, juice. Oh, oh, the soft with, drink with is too on right. a sunny day. That's, and that's interesting. In, uh, yeah, that's. That's, let me just see, that is in a restaurant, not in one of the main cities that everyone may have heard of, but it's actually um, in uh, Pranchiburi City, mm-hmm. which uh, has updated its menu with, uh, with cannabis dishes, um, such as the one that we've just been talking about. That's interesting. Um, it's, uh, it, 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 along with the 
um, along with the change to the laws, they've also the government has just handed over, and there are lots of lots of pictures and reports over the last few days on this um, of sapling plants of marijuana to Thai farmers across the country mm-hmm. because they as they as they are doing this and uh, making it um, available for public use. They think it will be a very useful crop to farmers who have had failed crops in some other okay. uh, more regular um, crops that they would grow. Mm. So that's, that's also... It's quite, quite a major move, that, really, isn't it, for Thailand? Because, I mean, things were very strict there before, weren't they? So, they over, over, over some years, they've been mm. incredibly strict. In mm. fact, I don't know if you've watched any. There have been films made yeah. of, uh, of people who have been... But, uh, but actually, come to think of it, I think those were for much harder drugs. Um, so it's, uh, but, I, 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 but, but certainly I think the, the possession or of, a, of over a certain quantity would have been, uh, you know, would have been a criminal offence until recently. The government went as far as to say that they will look into some cases where some people uh, have been arrested over the last 24 months or so, um, uh, either arrested and fined or had up to three-month jail sentences and uh, revoked. Um, oh, okay. Some of those, um, okay. yeah, some That's of those criminal records. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, would yeah. you go and try um, it then, Andrew, if you had a chance? Hmm? I, I, I'm not sure if I would. Uh, I just don't feel relaxed enough to do that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, these days. I've got to say though that I, that when I went to um, where was it? Actually, not not somewhere you would imagine that would be able to uh, that you'd be able to kind of get this, but CBD oil, which is in the news in Hong Kong as well mm-hmm. a lot these days um i did try when i went on a uh, on a holiday with my family one of the best holidays that i've had in recent times which was to poland mm-hmm. um in 2019 i went there for a work trip and then i i looked it up online and it looked so interesting that uh, that i decided to make a family holiday out of it book tickets for my wife and son mm. to come and meet me out there and um in one of the many small um medieval villages that we that we went through was a was a uh, a polish founded cbd company mm-hmm. and uh and i thought i would try it just purely as a, a de-stress idea <laughs> not really knowing much about it mm. um and um yeah it does do that and it doesn't it didn't the, the one that i got okay. didn't didn't uh didn't sort of give me any kind of um hallucinations or uh, anything, uh, anything no, unusual like <laughs> No, nothing like that. It wasn't even comparable to having a couple of uh, alcoholic drinks. Really. Okay, okay. So, but it, it did kind of um, just take take uh, take uh, a slightly relaxing effect. It was very subtle. Yeah, well, the tempura so, looks nice anyway. I think that, that looks all right. I'm willing to try that. But, um, I mean, I've seen in Amsterdam. I mean, Amsterdam, yeah. I was there, and and there, you know, they have, like, cakes, they have all sorts of drinks, mm. they have all sorts of stuff. So, well, And that's been there for a very long time, and people just enjoy it, you know. They, yeah, they, they, they do. I think that's the idea of what Thailand's going for, by decriminalising it, that you make people uh, become less, um, you know, to... to to pack in a large amount of it in a small period of time and also to take away the criminal elements of the mm. dealing with it and to mm. take away some of the dangers that are associated with that, which yes. can be quite real and, um, you know, quite fatal in That's some right. cases uh, around the world. Brilliant. So they've done, they've, they've been, so the, the, their first relaxation happened um, last year, January, um, which was a, a smaller 
thing that didn't really... It, it did affect uh, restaurants being able to use a little bit in cooking, but now it's just become much uh, much more just, just completely decriminalised. So, yeah. Mm. Um, so that was, that was something interesting. And that's, that's really all I have well, good note. Well, good note to end on, though. I think it's worth it. Ending on a high. Mo- yes, absolutely. You said it. <laughs> if you'll excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> OK, yeah. well, that's good. Good. And if anyone wants to see those photographs, those pictures that Andrew has been talking about, you can go to Sadia's Money on Radio 3 RTHK. And, Andrew, I will speak to you on Thursday now. Indeed.